With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Our DFS Dominator is live. You start by picking a quarterback, you stack him with a receiver or two, and you can generate thousands of maximum upside optimized DFS lineups for tournaments on DraftKings and FanDuel. Oh my God, you got to check it out. And it's only $45 for the whole season. Not for a month, for this season. Best deal in all DFS. Get some. Wired, man. Yeah, it's happening. This is the best show on the network. No question about it. Come at me if you disagree in the chat. Surprise, we're on at 10 a.m. Even before that, some of you in the West Coast are just waking up like, oh, 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 it's a Tuesday morning, I guess. Oh, the Podfather's on. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're setting our bids early, baby. We're setting our bids early. We're getting... Listen, there's these early birds out there. And when they're out there, you know, uh, robins waking up early, you know, scouring the, the lawn and the, and, the, and the ground cover, they get the worms. We're going to get the right pickups because we've started early. I was up before dawn. Figuring out who you need to be picking up on your waiver wire. You're welcome. You are welcome. And if you appreciate this show, patreon.com forward slash podfather. Patreon.com forward slash podfather. If you give a shit about me, if you give a shit about player profile, or give a shit about the underworld and all the all this talent that we bring to the table, then you'll support it all on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash podfather. You get a shirt. You get to compete against me in a patron league. And, and it's great. So off we go with uh, with a little 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 uh, little thing I like to call waiver wired. Production value of the show is just it's it's we are off and running. But before we get into the top quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, uh, tight end, I, uh, tight end, uh, tight end, uh, tight end. Uh. We are sponsored by Sleeper. And Sleeper is the place that I go to uh, win fantasy football leagues. So uh, later today, we are at, we are at 11 o'clock in an hour, we're going to come right back live. And we're going to have Dave uh, Kluge or Kluge. We're going to figure out how to pronounce his last name. Uh, those both could be wrong. Kluge. It could be it's either Kluge or Kluge or Kluge. Uh, I haven't met him in person, so I don't know exactly how to pronounce his name. We're going to all find out together. It'll be fun. Uh, but I beat him. I beat him in the Sleeper Bowl uh, this week, so that was great. That was fun. I didn't even have a good week, but he had a worse week. So sometimes it's fun to just you, – you, you chalk up the W, even though you're not at your best, just because your opponent is, is at his worst. So that was cool. Thanks, Dave. But the rest of these patrons, like boom, boom, boom on Sleeper, I love how you can just scroll through 
and just see win, 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 win. So there's a little drawer. You just take your your you you left swipe like boom, and then you see all of your W's uh, on the and you just can scroll through. It's the easiest way to learn the outcomes of your matchups. That's just one of the many ways that Sleeper is the best. Whereas so many other mobile fantasy platforms, it's it's very clunky, slow, or just a circuitous route to get where you want to go. Where Sleeper, it's like you right swipe, you get to, to, to the chat. You left swipe, you get your leagues. The center swipe, you you set your lineup. It's all just, it's, it's the most convenient thing when you're drafting. It's all, the board is right there in front of you. I love Sleeper. And then the cool thing is, you can see, some of you may maybe not have seen this, but, uh, you know, oh, 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 I'm projected to lose a matchup. Oh, I'm projected to lose a matchup. Oh, man, I might lose. Oh, I might lose one of these patron leagues. I feel so bad for all these patrons, right? You all hear all of my thoughts on players. You know exactly what I'm thinking, right? You've, you've, you've listened to all these shows, right? And then you compete against me in one of these patron leagues in Dynasty, and then you lose, and you lose, and you lose, and you lose, and you lose. And it's like, you know the same information. You have Player Profiler. You subscribe to the All In Package. You're hearing my thoughts, my honest thoughts. I'm not holding anything back. It's not like I have a take in the shower or I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to share that with the audience. That's just for me. That's just for me to dominate these patron leagues. No, I let you know everything I know. And yet still, with all the right information and the best information in the world, you all still lose to me. In Dynasty. It's really pathetic. I believe that I am one of the best Dynasty players in the world. I'm not going to say I'm the best because I don't know who's out there. You know, there could be, you know, there's usually some sort of anonymous person who doesn't want to ever see the light of day, who's just grinding and you've never even heard of them. And they're in like a thousand leagues and they're just the best. And it's like, okay, uh, I'm not, okay, you got it. You're the man, right? You're the king, but I'm up there. I'm at least in the court, right? I'm a duke. I'm like a duke. I'm the di- Am I the Duke of Dynasty? Is that another nickname? Did we just come up with another nickname? Oh my god, another nickname! Oh, the Duke of Dynasty! We're the, the, the Duke! That's it! I'm a royal. I'm a royal uh, member of, of, the, of the court, but maybe not the king. It's fine. So what do we got here? We've got the Pod Father, we've got the Fantasy Mansion, we've got the Duke of Dynasty, we've got the Brunch Father, uh, we've got the Zero RB Judas, uh, we've got the Carnival Barker. So there's a lot, a lot of good nicknames here, a lot of good nicknames. But Sleeper, I want to talk a little bit about Sleeper. So if you're if you're looking at your your matchup on Sleeper and you notice there's a little dollar sign, you can switch over to the dollar sign, and then you just verify your identity, which is straightforward you are who you are uh and uh you just turn on location and then because you have to have location services in order to participate in any kind of dfs game and then boom you're in their pick'em contests and then you can take any one of your players and put them in a pick'em contest so if you like your players and you think they're going to go over their expected points this week because oh i don't know you picked them up or you traded for them or you drafted them then this is the perfect format to use an over-under. Boom, right there. So check out Sleeper. Check out their over-under games from your you know, lineup setting screen and use promo code UNDERWORLD and you get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So you put in 100, 
you get 100. That's my favorite promo of all time for all fantasy services. Sleeper.com, sleeper.app. It's just Sleeper. Just get the Sleeper app. Promo code UNDERWORLD. Let's make some waiver wire pickups. Notice the, uh, you see the, did you guys see the, uh, the little, see this? Did you see this? I woke up this morning and all I could think about was the waiver wire and waiver wired, right? And then I, all I could think about was air guitar. And then I thought of slash. And then I, then I also thought of, well, you know, we're going to, this, this is like a guns and roses ensemble that I have here. So you have the, the, the slash t-shirt with the, uh, axle, the axle headband. And then, uh, is it Duff? I don't know if I, do I have a Duff thing going on? Maybe I have a Duff, I have Duff's penis. How about that? I have Duff's penis. So there's that. And then I kind of forgot the other guys in the band. I'm not like the, the, the biggest raging fan. I just, I just love the video November Rain. I think it's the, the greatest video. Uh, I played it for my daughter when she was very young. And I was like, this is the greatest video. And she was like, what are those people doing? With that thing in their mouth. What is that? And I was like, well, that's a funny story, honey. Uh, back in the day, uh, in the 90s, uh, we used, they, people used to smoke something called a cigarette. Yeah, so she didn't even know what a cigarette was. That's how my daughter learned about smoking, was through the November Rain video. That's how she knew. That's how she first found out smoking was cool, right? Eventually, everybody, every kid has to find, find out, learn that smoking is cool, and eventually all kids figure it out, right? Uh, and then she figured out at a very early age, very early, that smoking was cool from November rain. <laughs> why did I, why did I drink water right at that moment? I knew, why? Right when I'm about to make myself laugh, I drink water, not a good idea. <laughs> smoking. Don't do it, kids! who am I picking up on the waiver wire? Let's, let's just get the quarterback position out of the way. You're not picking up any quarterbacks. Okay. Unless you drafted Aaron Rodgers, who we told you not to draft, then you're not out here trying to, you know, troll around in the waiver wire for Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're not doing that. You're not doing that. Carson Wentz just came off a game where he played, uh, who'd they play again? Uh, who'd they play? That's right. Who did the, who did the Commanders play? Was it their easiest matchup of the year? So you're only gonna you're only gonna get a worse version of Carson Wentz the rest of the season, and then that's what you're excited to go do. They played the Jaguars last week. Just settle down, everyone. Settle down. Unless you're getting super hyped about Antonio Gibson or Curtis Samuel, settle down. Carson Wentz, sit down. Jahan Dotson. Sit down, John Dotson. So let me get this straight. You're not excited, okay? You're not excited about Devin Duvernay because you know that the two-touchdown performance on a relatively low target share is unsustainable, right? Four targets, okay? Two touchdowns. Cool, right? So you know, you know that that's not sustainable. But uh, uh, five targets on an even lower target share and two touchdowns for Jahan Dotson. Oh, that's that's the reason to prioritize this player on the waiver wire. Oh, he's coming off that that great game against Jacksonville. Yeah, he was an awesome game where he, he had those three catches for 40 yards. 
right? Oh, those five targets. I mean, that was that was almost as many as Logan Thomas. And that was uh, less than half of Curtis Samuel. But yeah, let's let's run out and get Jahan Dotson on the waiver wire chasing touchdowns. We're not chasing touchdowns on Jahan Dotson. No more than we're chasing touchdowns on Devin Duvernay. Fuck out of here. They scored 28 points against the Jaguars. Like, okay, cool. <laughs> what? You don't think Terry McLaurin's the number one there? And you don't think that anyone other than the number one in that passing game is going to be highly volatile and impossible to know when to start? So why are you setting yourself for heartbreak? The only reason to even remotely entertain the notion of picking up a Washington running back or Washington receiver, like, I mean, Antonio Gibson is rostered everywhere. So you're looking at what, J.D. McKissick or Jahan Dotson, who's rostered in all deep leagues, by the way. So really, you're looking at shallow league pickups of uh, either Jahan Dotson, J.D. McKissick, or Curtis Samuel, or Logan Thomas. And I say just no across the board to every one of those options that doesn't have outs on the river. There's no outs on the river for J.D. McKissick. There's no outs on the river for uh, Jahan Dotson. There are outs on the river for Curtis Samuel. So Curtis Samuel actually gets carries. Curtis Samuel is a beneficiary of Brian Robinson starting the year on the NFI list. He's getting carries, and those carries matter. 1.7 fantasy points from carries for Curtis Samuel. He's going to score touchdowns on the ground, just like Debo Samuel last year. So if there is a wide receiver on Washington that I'm interested in, his name ain't Jahan Dotson, and those completely randomized two touchdowns, it's actually Curtis Samuel. So Curtis Samuel is not my priority this week because my priority every week on this show, and this goes back years. I think we could go back. I don't know how many years we can go back. Can we have a, a counter that stretches back through time and, and shows how many consecutive weeks we've emphasized prioritizing running backs on this show, on the waiver wire, and saving money on wide receiver? If you must spend up on a wide receiver this week, go straight to Curtis Samuel. Don't pass go. Do not collect $200. Do not overthink it. Curtis Samuel with more than 10 targets. Now, I understand. Now, on Twitter, the player profiler account on Twitter is officially and without question the best Twitter account in football. That There's no question about that. You've got four guys contributing to that account. You've got myself. You've got Cody Carpentier, you've got Aaron Stewart, you've got Jack Cavanaugh, all compiling route running data, touch distribution data, snap share data, and posting it every Monday. At player, at player Profiler on TikTok, at Roto Underworld on Instagram, those are our social channels, but at Roto Underworld on Twitter, on Twitter, at Roto Underworld is by far and away our most useful, valuable social media channel. You should absolutely be subscribed there. I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at the the touch distribution and the snaps and the routes. And yes, yes, for Washington, for the commanders, I'm looking right at it. Routes run, Dotson 38, Samuel 33. 
So big deal. So he had five more routes. Who commanded the targets? Who are they scheming into space? Who are they prioritizing in the passing game? Who's getting separation? It is Curtis Samuel. He is this year's Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, they're both named Samuel for Christ's sake. I mean, you can't make this up. It's Samuel 2.0. You want the... It's, it's really... It's not Samuel 2.0. It's Samuel 0.75, right? Because he's not the same as Debo. He's not as explosive, though he is faster. And he's not nearly as big. So he can't break tackles like Debo can. He's, he's not the same player. He's 0.75 Debo Samuel. That's what he is. He's Curtis Samuel. He's 0.75. Had a devastating groin injury and then comes back as a wild value in fantasy football the next year and slides right into an all-purpose Swiss Army knife role with volume. See, the Swiss Army knife roles are typically underwhelming in fantasy football because they don't come with volume. They're gadgety. This is not a gadget, right? Samuel, not a gadget. Debo, not a gadget. Right? It's not a gadget player if you're getting 10 plus targets. That's not a gadget. That's not a, oh, we're going to surprise the defense with this gadget guy that you don't see coming. No, they're, they're telegraphing to the defense. We are playing Curtis Samuel, heavy snaps, and we are feeding him just like the 49ers are playing and feeding Debo Samuel. And you just have to eat it and take the L. And that's what the Jaguars had to do. So for that reason, if I have to get specific, which I will on this show, in a shallow league, I'm going up to 5% of my fab bit. Yeah, I'm betting 5%. It's a lot. That's a lot. In a shallow league, that is a lot for a non-running back. But I would do it on Curtis Samuel. And in a deep league... I'd go up to 10%. That's my ceiling. You're not going to see me ever go more than 10% on a wide receiver on the waiver wire in fab bidding. I'm not going to devote 10% of my budget. That's $10 in a $100 budget league. That's a ton. That's that's like a it's like $100 million. <laughs> Real money. Hey, Farva, what would you do with $100 million? Uh, I'd buy a $100 million car. Who gives a shit? I'm about to win 10 million bucks anyway, right? Are you? What are you going to do with that 10 million bucks? And you can't say buy the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'd buy a $10 million car. Yeah, good investment, but I'd pull you over. But can we can we stay on task, please? Like, we started talking about picking up quarterbacks on the waiver wire and why not to do it, why to just hold unless you have Aaron Rodgers. Somehow started talking about why... Uh, Carson Wentz is already overrated, and then all of a sudden we're talking about all these uh, receivers because they're all inferior to Curtis Samuel as as uh, waiver wire selections this week. Let's reset. Quarterback. What's the plan? The plan is to wait for someone to drop Trey Lance. That's what you need to do. Don't worry about picking up a quarterback. Just wait for someone to inevitably drop Trey Lance like a total dummy right and then boom you get the ben- you get the you get you get, get you get all the benefits right so i think uh uh you know it's 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 almost too easy that they that the that the 49ers would not only go and play in a monsoon but then lose 
And then in that, you know, in, in the box score, it, it, it's, it would be impossible. It would be impossible to know uh, exactly why Trey Lance played so badly. And then I can see casual fantasy gamers going, yeah, I had Trey Lance, but, you know, he didn't do anything this week and I didn't see the game. And so I'm just going to go ahead and drop him and it's totally cool. And, uh, and, and, and we should, we should watch this. We should, we should, uh, we, we should, we should, we should watch this, this Justin Fields video. I promised everybody on the top 10 takeaways that we would be doing more videos on this show, more, more production quality, production value, raising the bar on this show. So we will. So we will. Th this is why, this is why if there's no, no, no better illustration of why I'm just, I'm just waiting like a shark, right? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just very patiently just swimming in the water, wait, just waiting, 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 waiting for Lance to get dropped. Like, like you, you don't need him. You need, he, Lance, he, he stinks, right? He's a second year player. And, and, oh, they, they retained Jimmy. They, they, they re-signed Jimmy Garoppolo because they don't trust Trey Lance. And then he showed why they don't trust him and why he's, he's, he's going to be a bust in the league in week one. You don't want a guy that just has legs and he's, he's more of a running back than a quarterback. I mean, he can't throw the ball downfield. He doesn't have deep ball accuracy at all. You don't want that guy at all, do you? No. No, look what he, he got blown out by the Bears, one of the worst teams in the league. They, they, they were embarrassed. You don't want that guy in your fantasy team. That's the worst quarterback to have. You want any other quarterback in the league. I'd rather have Jared Goff. I'd rather have Mitchell Trubisky than this uh, Trey Lance, right? Right, 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 right. And then you watch the game. And then a funny thing happens when you watch the game. You're like, oh, wait a second. There were 40 mile an hour wins. Wait, there, there was there, there was literally six inches of rain on the playing surface. Look at that man! Look at Fields. Fields won the game. Fields won the game. So yes, Fields would be someone that I would want, and Trey Lance. So, but my focus is going to be Trey Lance. Trey Lance has better weapons. Trey Lance has a bigger arm. Trey Lance is in a better offensive system for the rest of the season. Trey Lance will outscore Justin Fields. Is that a hot take? Is that bold? I hope not. So that's what I'm going to do. Just just wait and watch and hope. And at, at the very least, if it doesn't happen, submit a trade offer to go get Trey Lance. That is the plan. That is the plan of attack at the quarterback position. So the the the, the answer is, uh, who are you going to pick up at quarterback? Uh, nobody. Nobody. At running back, I am most interested in picking up Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren was the active number two running back. It was not Benny Snell. It could have been Benny Snell. He was the veteran, right? Benny Snell, the veteran. Anthony McFarland, he was there, right? But but see, they they didn't get in the game and or were not even active. Jalen Warren runs a 4.55. He has above average speed. Size adjusted speed in particular. He has just enough size to operate in a in a in a primary back capacity. He's 207 pounds. He was super dominant at Oklahoma State. So anytime you can put up a 
36% dominator rating in the Big 12, you know how to play the running back position. You probably have good vision and and and, and good feel, and he runs hard, and that's what the Steelers liked about him, which is why they not only kept him on the active roster, they made him the number two. And now, shockingly, the guy that we were absolutely totally avoiding, where we have absolutely none and we put him on the do not draft list, uh, Najee Harris, for a reason. What was the reason again? What was that reason? There was some word that was used in news reports over the summer. It was a big concern. It was a big concern, right? It was a bigger concern than, say, Travis Etienne, who had that word used last year. See, Travis Etienne's a year removed from that word being used. So there's less risk with Travis Etienne, yet Travis Etienne was going, you know, multiple rounds later than this guy. Najee Harris had a Liz Frank injury, and now he's questionable with a foot problem, issue, injury, soreness, whatever you want to call it. He's not going to be right for the rest of the season. He is trying to play through it. I believe he's a warrior, and warriors like Chris Godwin, they get punished when they try to play either injured or come back too soon from injury. Chris Godwin pulls the hamstring right on schedule. This is what you. This is exactly what happens when you push an injury re- rehabilitation and you try to get back out there and play at what your body wants to perform at 100% but it's not ready to perform at 100%. So your your mind is saying, hey, body parts, do the 100% thing that you're used to doing. And then because you've been rehabilitating and not playing football all summer, your body goes to do a football move and then snap or tear right on schedule. And this is the danger with Chris Godwin. This is the danger with Najee Harris. So Jalen Warren could get an 80% opportunity share in the absence of Najee Harris. This offense is better than we expected it to be. And the upside of a Jalen Warren is league winner. That is why he's the priority. So I want to bid whatever I think I need to bid to get him. So at least 10% in shallow leagues should be enough because the news reports are ambiguous about Najee Harris. And Warren only had seven rushing yards. So it wasn't like he had a lot of touchdowns and, and, and was ringing the bell. So in shallow leagues, your league mates are not going to be wise to Jalen Warren. You can sneak him onto the roster for 10% of your budget, no problem. League winner, boom. In deeper leagues with savvier players, you're going to need to spend 20 to 25% of your budget. And I'm doing that. Do that. Please do that. Please do that. Prioritize him over Jeff Wilson. I've seen Jeff Wilson prioritized way above Jalen Warren. I'm like, Jeff Wilson's not a league winner. Jeff Wilson's not going to be there at the end of the season putting up 20-plus fantasy points, helping you win in a tournament setting or in in the fantasy playoffs. No. He's a stopgap running back. He is one of the most fragile running backs in the league. Per the injury finder, we have a fragility rating. The fragility rating measures the probability that a player is injured on any given touch, which is different than the probability of injury period, which factors in workload. When the workload gets dialed up on a fragile player, guess what happens? They get injured every time. So I'm not just fading Jeff Wilson because I believe he's not going to hold up under the stress of a full workload, nor could Elijah Mitchell. It's also 
an ambiguous backfield. It's more ambiguous than there, it is in Pittsburgh. Jordan Mason was active. He didn't get any carries, but he was active. And he's a bigger, tougher runner. Jordan Mason is interesting. Now, I know that he's not super fast, but he does have a, a 53rd percentile speed score because he's 223 pounds. He's not slow. And when he gets going downhill, which is what you need to do in this San Francisco offense, just get going downhill. And he, he's he's an absolute bowling ball. And he's got, so he's got upper body strength. He's got the nice speed score. And he showed incredible resilience and toughness as a runner, breaking tackles, trucking defenders in preseason. He's very interesting, very interesting. And the presence of a Jordan Mason is why I'm not as into Jeff Wilson as I am Jalen Warren. If Jordan Mason were on the Steelers, it'd be a different conversation. Tyrion Davis-Price is also on San Francisco. Tyrion Davis-Price will likely be active in week two. Then it's going to be anyone's guess what the touch distribution is going to be. Much easier to predict the touch distribution in the absence of Harris in Pittsburgh than it is in the absence of Mitchell in San Francisco. So for that reason, I'm dialing it back on Jeff Wilson. I'm just doing like 15% in shallow leagues, 15% in deep leagues. I'm not going, I'm not overbidding in deep leagues. Plenty of, plenty of other competitors are going to go ahead and, and, and put a big bid on him and I'm going to let him go. And if, and if I just happen to get him for 15%, great. If not, I'll let others have him. In deep leagues, I'm putting just as much on Rex Burkhead as I am Jeff Wilson. Uh, Rex Burkhead uh, is very worrisome for anyone who's a fan of the uh, Houston Texans and Damian Pierce. I know Texans fans love their Damian Pierce. Fantasy gamers drafting Damian Pierce in the fifth round I saw in high stakes. Just let's just let's just give a, a quick summary of, of Damian Pierce against the Colts, uh, 33 rushing yards on 11 attempts and one catch. Mm. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, I don't know uh, what happened, everybody. Anyone, uh, anyone know what happened? Uh, anyone? Uh, what? Could it be? that the team released Marlon Mack and committed to their incumbent all-purpose back as their primary back in Rex Burkhead? Because, okay, it'd be one thing if, you know, Burkhead had more uh, targets, right? Because Damian Pierce, never known as a target magnet in college, he's not a strong pass catcher. That was always the reason why we weren't drafting him, right? Not drafting Damian Pierce at all, ever, would rather have Chase Edmonds. Why? <laughs> in PPR leagues, you want running backs that catch passes. Hello? How that was lost on the entire fantasy public all offseason? <laughs> like, hey, Damian Pierce doesn't catch, guys. What are you doing? Don't ask me, right? I have a, a bunch of Rex Burkhead. I looked at my ownership. My ownership, I have the most uh, Burkhead, uh, Paris Campbell, and Curtis Samuel in, uh, in the FFWC. So th those are my uh, those are my highest owned, um, highest roster percentage. I also think some Boston Scott too. So I think Boston Scott's in there with Paris Campbell and Burkhead and uh, and Curtis Samuel because we talked about this right. We're gonna take the exact same guy from Ohio State, similar player, 
similar athletic profile, similar roles, same college, right? And also ambiguous wide receiver core. Who's going to play the wide receiver two versus wide receiver three versus wide receiver four in Washington and Indianapolis. We'll see what happens, but we want that explosive high volume Swiss army player in Paris Campbell and Curtis Samuel. And that just translated into high ownership percentage, high roster ship. 14 carries and five receptions is 19 touches to Damian Pierce's 12. This is a game that was competitive. It finished 2020, right? So it doesn't matter that the total counting stats, like the total targets of eight that's inflated because they went into overtime. But what we care is the touch distribution. And, and there's no reason to think there's, what is the signal that, Oh, well, the, the, t- next week is, is Pierce week. Why? Why, 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 why would they like Rex Burkhead? Would I play Damian Pierce more? Yeah, even I would, right? It feels weird. It feels gross. It certainly doesn't feel like the guy that's going to win you a championship in the playoffs or in the, in the tournament shootout, right? So if you're in the FFWC, I mean, you have some Burkhead and you're happy you can win some matchups, but it's not like he's going to win you the whole thing. But in most leagues, man, you got to spend at least 10% on him. I'm going to spend 10% in shallow leagues to try to get Burkhead. I want to lock him in. I think you can get him for 10% in shallow leagues. And the craziest thing is, I also think you can get him for 15% in deeper leagues. Just because he, he's he's way past the age apex. He's in his 30s, but he's he hasn't had, had a, you know, uh, a lot of carries on his odometer. <sighs> he's interesting, man. Burkhead is interesting. And I know where I'm in the chat here. I'm looking at the chat on YouTube and I'm, I'm looking at uh, Pacheco. They're saying Khalil Herbert. Guys, guys, go, 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 go join a different show. You want to go get someone to talk about how you need to go pick up Ike Pacheco or Khalil Herbert running backs that are owned in all the leagues I'm in and more than 50% of Yahoo and ESPN leagues. And you want me to talk about why you got to go pick those guys up? You should have already had those guys. Those guys were two of the, the best late round running backs to grab. I prefer Pacheco because of the upside. And Pacheco uh, led the Chiefs in rushing yards. Ah! Right? Amazing. So, poor Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, just a, two walk-in touchdowns for Edwards-Hilaire on a, a gadgety plays like a misdirection screen pass and a shovel pass and the defense was caught off guard and he just walks into the end zone. It's going to be the easiest fantasy production he's ever had and he'll never see another week like it. And and so I would uh, strongly advise trading uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But on the waiver wire, your focus needs to be Jalen Warren, Rex Burkhead, and Jordan Mason. Jalen Warren, Rex Burkhead, Jordan Mason, and just... Don't overbid on Jeff Wilson. If you have the number one waiver claim this week, I would not use it. So this is a new segment we're going to add to the show that by request from the patrons and our Discord. Check out check us out on Discord. Just uh, look look for player profiler on Discord. We are on it. We have a whole public Discord now, and uh, you know I'm looking at the Discord. I actually publish the Mind of Mansion show sheet on our Discord every monday night so that's you get to see the questions in advance if you're on our discord check it out we're also going to be posting a link to our discord on every player page where we had the adp chip in the top right corner we're going to have 
the, uh, the link to our Discord as well. There's also a link to our Discord in our newsletter, and we're going to continue to put the link to the Discord in the newsletter. You can go to the, our homepage or scroll down to the bottom of any player page, and you can put in your email address to sign up for our newsletter. It's the best newsletter in the business. There's actually not another newsletter that's even close. And that, so it's just another way to get access to our Discord. And should you use your number one waiver claim this week? The answer is no. The answer is no for the following reasons. The 49ers backfield is ambiguous. Najee Harris's playing status is uncertain. And Curtis Samuel, while amazing, is a wide receiver. So we wait until there is a straightforward, clear-cut primary back to add on the waiver wire before using your number one priority pick. This is not the week. This is a week to save money. You can save money. You can nickel and dime by putting a bid in on Warren and Burkhead and Mason and letting Wilson go by, letting Wilson go to someone that wants to, uh, to you know, blow it all, right? The impatient uh, competitor. There's other, other guys you can grab. Eno Benjamin had more rushing yards and more receiving yards last week than uh, James Conner. So he's also more explosive and he's uh, slicker in the passing game. James Conner is a big dude. He's a big lumbering post apex running back on a bad team playing for a coach who needs to uh, polish his resume as we predicted. Right. As we predicted when, when Anand and I broke down the AFC West, the NFC West, it was just a, uh, all about fading the Cardinals and, uh, mocking Cliff Kingsbury. And then it's, it, it's not even his fault. You have all these injuries, suspensions, decimating their offense, but still, but still, I mean, when you have to rely on Greg Dortch, you're in trouble. So it's certainly mostly not Cliff Kingsbury's fault. It's just funny that it's Cliff Kingsbury. And now he has this, this show right on HBO, basically the hard knocks, the in-season hard knocks. So it's going to be fun to watch him flail around. Uh, anytime you know, a good-looking man, right, a good-looking man who carries himself very confidently, anytime that guy is humbled, it's funny. Just admit it. It's funny. And, and this is coming from a very good-looking man. I know. Right, I, I've seen myself be humbled and others laugh at me as a good-looking, handsome man. So I recognize it. Game knows game. Like Cliff, hey Cliff, I see you. Like I see you. I see exactly what's going on with you. And uh, you just got to eat that, Cliff, because that's the world. Right, that's the world. They they resent us and our and our uh, dashing good looks. And 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 so yeah, I resent him. Sure, absolutely. Why not? I resent him. Yeah. Eno Benjamin has a profile that is better suited for scoring fantasy points in PPR leagues than James Conner. Just know that. And then you saw it exactly play out that way in week one with more rushing yards, much higher efficiency, and, and, and better in the passing game. James Conner has red flags on his profile. Two straight years of declining efficiency. 3.5 yards per carry last year, 2.5 in week one. And you just want to ignore all that? Cool. Right? Cool. He is the quintessential dead zone running back. Right? This year, the quintessential dead zone running backs, they were James Conner and Ezekiel Elliott. It's not looking good for either one. And I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. 
If there was a dead zone running back, I was happy to draft. It was Travis Etienne, and I have all the faith that he will show up this year and uh, be super productive in PPR leagues in a way that Connor and Elliott will not. So I am dabbling on Eno Benjamin. In shallow leagues, I'm even putting 5% on him. In deep leagues, 8%. I want to make sure I get him. I want to make sure I get Eno Benjamin. So if I can come away with Mason and Benjamin or Warren and Mason or Burkhead and Benjamin, two of those four guys, if not three of those four guys from the waiver wire, depending on how deep my bench is, I'm very happy. In very deep leagues, I'm going to wait for Amir Abdullah to get dropped and then pick him up because... Brandon Bolden pulled his hamstring and this is a team that's going to be playing from behind a lot. They're going to be throwing a lot and whoever the satellite back is in Las Vegas is going to score PPR points and that's going to be Amir Abdullah. So wait and watch him get dropped or just put a dollar bid in on him this week. We mentioned Curtis Samuel is, is our priority at wide receiver. Other priorities include Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is a higher priority than Jahan Dotson. He doubled John Dotson's targets. He just didn't get the touchdowns. So Garrett Wilson's on a team that's going to be playing from behind and they're going to be asking Joe Flacco to throw the ball 50 times. And if that's the case, Garrett Wilson is a much better play, much better pickup than Jahan Dotson. And you can get him for less. I'm going to put like 4% in shallow leagues. Just put three or 4% on Garrett Wilson, if not less. Same thing with Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer He's going to be playing that Keenan Allen role. Keenan Allen strained a hamstring, so you want Josh Palmer this week. He didn't do anything last week, and so you can you can steal him for 3%. In shallow leagues, he's available. In deep leagues, he's not. But in shallow leagues, there's a lot of casual players. You can get Palmer for 3% of your budget. That would be my priority. In shallow leagues, my priority is Palmer, so I can play him this week in that Keenan Allen role. In deeper leagues where Palmer's not available, a guy that I'm prioritizing is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now, Wilson, not there. Dotson, not there. Palmer rostered in all these deep leagues. Peoples-Jones is available. So while I'm only putting like maybe 2% on Peoples-Jones in shallow leagues because he's going to be inconsistent and you're ever going to know when to play him, in deep leagues with multiple flex positions, he's going to be a guy you can actually play. And so I would go up as high as 8% in deep leagues where the best receivers available are Samuel and Peoples Jones and Zay Jones. So in deep leagues, those are my three priorities, Samuel, Peoples Jones, and then Zay Jones. I'm going to put, you know, 2% on Zay Jones in shallow leagues and then 5% on Zay Jones in deeper leagues. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get Zay Jones in deeper leagues because he didn't score a touchdown and he only ran one less route per our charting data at Player Profiler, one less route than Marvin Jones. So Zay Jones with more targets and, and only one less route, he is shaping up to be their number two on a team like New York that's going to be throwing a lot because they're going to be playing from behind. That's the case for Zay Jones. Looking at rookies, I like Christian Watson. That, that drop that he had, he got that out of the way. Right, he just he, he should we should we play it again? Should we? Should we play it again? Oh, oh, I don't want to play it again. That's just rude. Isn't that rude? Isn't it rude to play it again? Should we? Oh, maybe we should. Is this the right video? I don't know what the right video is. No, that's the Kirk Cousins video. We don't want that video. 
We want another video. Can we play another video? Oh, uh, what about this video? Is this the video? Oh, this is the video. Oh, here it is. Here's Green Bay's first offensive play of the new year. Rogers gonna unleash going deep. Watson the Oh, I don't want to show it. Let's not show it. Let's not show it. That's rude. This is the first play of the game. This is his first route as a professional. I don't want to show it. I don't want I'm not gonna show it. I'm not gonna do it to this man. He's a professional football player. It's his first day. It's his first snap. He got his dream scenario. He's been dreaming about this his entire life. His entire life has revolved around this moment. Every night he goes to bed, he thinks about this, right? And, and he's from the Midwest. Like he is a Packer fan, most likely. He's either a Packer fan or a Vikings fan. There's a good chance he's been dreaming about catching passes from Aaron Rodgers for more than a decade. And not just passes, passes against the Vikings. And not just passes against the Vikings, passes 40 yards downfield for touchdowns. So as someone who has played sports, okay, as someone who has played sports, I will tell you, this is a natural human reaction. He got very tight and very nervous in this moment. It is frozen on the screen. We have paused it for the YouTube audience. They are freaking out in the chat. They want to know what's going to happen. Spoiler alert, he drops it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the box score? Did you see a 60-yard touchdown? No. Okay. So it's understandable, right? It's understandable. Even some of the best wide receivers in the league put in this situation. I've seen T.O. drop this pass. Terrell Owens dropped passes like this. Randy Moss dropped passes like this. Deshaun Jackson dropped passes like this. Do you guys have any memory of any of this? Do you guys, am I the only one that has context? Right? So I am forgiving him. They went right back to him and he caught the majority of his passes after this egregious, devastating drop. He only thinks about this drop 17,000 times a day now. It haunts him. I guarantee it's cost him in, in the last two nights. It's probably cost him at least five hours of sleep. Okay? So maybe give him a break. Maybe give him the benefit of the doubt. He's an explosive rookie who is the most talented wide receiver on the Packers. This is a player that I am bidding on and I'm trying to get in both deep leagues and shallow leagues. Just, you know, 3%. He didn't do enough that it would garner any more than a 2 or 3% bid in a shallow league and no more than a 5% bid in a deeper league. Romeo Dobbs is owned in all. He's rostered in all in all deep leagues. So in shallow leagues, Dobbs also 3%. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, did I not run the... Oh, did we not see? Oh, YouTube. YouTube, did we not... Did we not get to finish and see what happens with this Christian Watson play? It's, it's killing you, right? The suspense? It's got to be killing you. It's got... Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Rogers going to unleash. Going deep. Watson, the rookie drops it. Oh! He was wild. Oh, he's right there. He's right there in the end zone. He's right there in the end zone. And by the way, I, I always give Aaron Rodgers uh, some, some biting criticism because of his personality. It's just so uh, mm, grating on the nerves. It's just so off-putting, his personality. Uh, but... He is getting incrementally better. 
if this were 10 years ago, he would have been throwing his hands up in the air, all these histrionics, and he would have really gone out of his way to embarrass Christian Watson. That he would have done that. He absolutely would have done that. You know he would have done that. That is the Aaron Rodgers that I've grown up with, right? He's getting better. You saw him. He looked He looked to the side. He kind of looked down. He looked up. He kind of did a little shoulder thing, and then he kind of walked away. That was that, that was Aaron Rodgers being restrained, right? He's totally chill now. Like he's got all he's got his Eastern jewelry, right? He's got the Buddha statue in the locker, right? He's definitely playing the part of a chill dude now, right? So he's even trying to play that part on the field. And that's better. That's better than the way he was. Uptight asshole Aaron Rodgers, look at me, shaming everybody else around me, deflecting blame on everybody else at all times. At least he's not that guy anymore, right? I'm picking up Christian Watson. I love Christian Watson. Had he caught that pass, had it been at the beginning of the third quarter, and he been had he already got all of the the uh, butterflies had fluttered in his stomach and and had, had sort of left his body, kind of like uh, what is it, uh, uh, the Green Mile, right? All the the you know, the bad energy left his body, was sucked out of his body with a couple, uh, you know, completions and, and he, his nerves have settled down. He's confident. And in that moment, likely doesn't freeze up the way he does on the first snap of the game, right? So if that pass had been thrown to him at the start of the third quarter, he catches it. Now we're looking at the stat line going, oh, wow. Oh, Christian Watson, star. Christian Watson, new wide receiver one for the for the Green Bay Packers. Oh, my God, they've got a new guy. They've got their new Devontae Adams, man. Yeah, it's Christian Watson. Oh, my God, he's right there with John, Justin Jefferson. He's going to be the next Justin Jefferson. Yeah. But instead, you're looking up going, eh, right? He could have had four for 100 and a touchdown. Instead, he has three for 36. Eh, eh. Same as Romeo Dobbs. Eh, eh. He's just like Dobbs. He's not like Dobbs. Dobbs is a, a 10 yards per reception player. Christian Watson's a 15.0 yards per reception player. They're very different. One guy's a, a possession receiver. One guy is both a field stretcher and a big playmaker. So I am preferring Watson by just imagining his stat line had he caught that pass, had that been thrown at any other time in the game. I've done this, okay? I have done exactly this. I did exactly this. And this may be why, because I played tight end in high school. And many of you that, um, I look like a tight end, right? I look like a tight I look like Travis Kelsey, let's be honest. So, you know, we have these tight end eyebrows. These are tight end eyebrows, everybody. These bushy eyebrows, this is tight ends. These are what tight ends have. I played tight end in high school. And, uh, I was never thrown to because I didn't have good hands or my hands were, were okay. Right. N you know, not great. Like not, not great, but right. Coaches sometimes get creative and we had a run first offense, like high school offenses, most high school offenses, in case you don't know, in case you haven't been to a high school football game, some of you that have lived under, under a rock somewhere, uh, they're run first. And they're almost run only, uh, where you have like five pass attempts per game, okay? And then usually there's one wide receiver, right? So there's basically five targets 
Two of them go to running backs, three go to the receiver, and that's it. There's two dudes that get any kind of action in the passing game on a high school team, typically. And it, Now, again, there are like class AAA high school programs that are run like professional programs, and it's a different story. This is a normal high school, a normal high school with like, you know, a th- less than a thousand people. Okay, so we were not running this like high octane offense. We had a quarterback who was athletic. He was the point guard. He was the quarterback. He was a shortstop, right? That's the high school I went to where we have one guy who's the athlete and they put him in that position to do all the scoring in every sport, right? So he's the leadoff hitter, right? He's the quarterback. He's the point guard, right? So, and, and you know, Donovan, Donovan, on, on YouTube writes that he thought that Matt was more of a water boy. Well, first of all, I take offense to that because I was not a water boy in college. In college, I was an equipment manager. Okay. And I played, uh, uh, you know, pickup football a lot. Flag football is very good flag football player. And we would actually play other managers and a lot of the other teams. Northwestern was different because just a, it's a nerd school. But when we would play Wisconsin, we would play Michigan, and we would play Ohio State, their equipment managers were aspiring college football players, okay? So just settle down, all right? The equipment manager is is really a couple levels down from like, uh, you know, a walk-on. So it's not that bad. Certainly a higher level of respect in the organization than those that were carrying the water bottles. No, I was not giving out water bottles. Thank you very much. No, I was in charge of like the electronics, the headsets on the sideline. That's kind of an important job. More important than water bottles, you assholes. (laughs) So anyway, in practice, the coach decides we're going to run a flea flicker and it's going to go to Matt. And I'm like, cool, this is great. This is my moment, right? So we're practicing and it's fine. I'm catching it in practice. The coach is like nodding. I can see them nodding. Like, oh, this is going to work, right? This is going to work, you know? And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're going to think that it's going to the wide receiver. Matt's going to leak out on the other side. So I was on the other side of the formation. The wide receiver was on the right side. I was on the left side. And then they were basically going to, they were going to, it was a, 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 a run up the middle, stop, and then pitch it back to the quarterback. He was rolling right. The entire defense moved to him. I was on the left side alone. Alone. Way more alone than Christian Watson. And the ball was thrown perfectly because, again, our quarterback was an incredible athlete. He could run the ball. He could throw the ball. He could play point guard. He could do everything. Right there. R- right there. Right there. And I remember, what I remember is, I remember the lights because it's, you know, it's at night and uh, there was like a mist. And I remember seeing the mist against the lights as the ball was fluttering. And I remember it fluttering through the mist of the lights. And then I don't remember anything after that. I don't, I don't remember anything. I don't know. I mean, I know what happens. I've seen the film. My parents told me my teammates told me, my coaches told me, my sister told me 17,000 times what happened, but I don't remember. My last memory is of it, the ball fluttering past those lights with the mist and then just, it didn't happen. Like it, I think, 
I think it from what I've been told and what I saw from the, the film, it clanked off my shoulder pad. So what I think happened was there was a shoulder pad. I think it went through my hands, then it clinked off the shoulder pad. And then it just went every, and it was just really bad. It was a really bad situation. Uh, and I thought about it for years, years. I thought about that. So those of you that haven't played sports at any kind of level where there's like fans in the stands and people that actually are rooting for you or care about the outcome of what happens with your athletic endeavors, those of you that have never been in that situation, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about and you have uh, no credibility from which to criticize Christian Watson for that play. I mean, you can sit back, right? You can sit back and, and, and look at your phone and, and call him a, a piece of shit if you want, if you want to be that person. But just know that you don't actually have any standing when it comes to that kind of criticism. Anyone that has actually been in that situation, they're the ones who could credibly criticize Christian Watson for that play. That drop was fucking awful. They're the ones who could credibly criticize Christian Watson for that play. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Anytime that guy is humbled, it's funny. Just admit it. It's funny. And this is coming from a very good-looking man. I know, right? I, I've seen myself be humbled and others laugh at me as a good-looking, handsome man. And, 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 and so, yeah, I resent him. Sure, absolutely. Why not? I resent him. Yeah, good. A tight end, I, uh, tight end, uh, tight end, uh, tight end. Uh. Some of you in the West Coast are just waking up like, oh, 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 it's a Tuesday morning, I guess. Oh, the Podfather's on, holy shit! And eventually, all kids figure it out, right? Uh, and then she figured out at a very early age, very early, that smoking was cool. Yes, oh!